have been studying the characteristics of the early church in the last few weeks we understood quite a few characteristics of the early church can you just go over last few weeks and see how many of you could say what we learned about the early church how many let, let me see how many of you remember what are the characteristics of the early church okay let's let's keep going it was a united church <coughs> let me hear from you those who are online those who are here first of all it was a united church it was a giving church it was a sharing church it was a sharing church learning church it was a learning church god fearing church it was a god fearing church that's all one is still missing it was a miracle working church so we learned quite a lot of it in our last few weeks knowing that it was a learning church it was a united church and it was a miracle working church where the power of god was seen it was a sharing church it was a giving church and last week we spent a good good amount of time to know that it was a god fearing church and we found that the fear of god came upon the early church simply because they have seen supernatural things happening in their lives and in the church every time when the miracle took place word of god says the fear of god came upon the church and we talked about four different reasons why the early church was a god fearing church four different reasons why it was a god fearing church number 1 probably you would never imagine that i would ask questions number 1 why it was a god fearing church word of god was preached with boldness word of god was preached with boldness secondly sinners were saved sinners were saved thirdly sicknesses were healed sicknesses were healed fourthly Yeah, I think by the time I complete the sermon, you are all gone. Maybe last week, <laughs> you don't have the last point. <laughs> Unholy and willful acts were punished. If you remember Ananias and Sapphira in chapter five, Acts, when they were, you know, offering what God, you know, they were not offering what God wanted them to offer. We saw the punishment of God coming upon the early church all of a sudden. You know, when such things happened in the early church, we find that fear of god came upon the church and today we are going to see yet another important characteristics of the early church the early church was not only a learning church not only a united church not only a miracle working church not only a sharing church not only a giving church it was not only a god fearing church but it was also a persecuted church the early church was also a persecuted church let's go to acts chapter 5 acts chapter 5 verses 17 to 20 acts chapter 5 verses 17 to 20 then the high priest rose up and all those who were with him which is the sect of the sadducees and they were filled with indignation or jealousy and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the commotion sorry you put them in the common prison 
But at night an angel of the Lord appeared the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And we see as God started doing miracles in the early church the, the, the moment they hear about the death, sudden death of Ananias and Sapphira The particular group of you know, Sadducees They were just targeting the apostles And word of God says They laid hands on the apostles, the apostles That means you know, they hit them they beat, they, they, The apostles were beaten up And they were thrown into the prison And miraculously they were saved by the angel of God and continually we see in the book of Acts as a tremendous amount of persecution broke at the day when uh, of the early church the early church was a persecuted church the apostles were persecuted as we just now we read in in Acts chapter 5 even though, even though the entire persecution is not recorded in the word of God you know they had to go through so much of persecution in their life at the time when they were you know ministering when they were preaching the word of God in Acts chapter 6 we find the apostles identified Stephen for the ministry. We see, you know, there is a great trouble going on in the early church because some of the widows were not taken care in a proper way. And the apostles, they got together and they chose people to help them in the ministry. And we see the word of God says Stephen was one among them. And Stephen was full of faith and power of God. And word of God says God was doing wonderful miracles and signs using Stephen by the hands of Stephen. In Acts chapter 6 verse 8 if you can read. You know by seeing all this going on in the early church. You know what people did. Word of God say, you know, says in Acts chapter 6 verse 8. And Stephen full of faith and power did great wonders and signs among the people. And in chapter 7 if you see Stephen was brought before the council you know for inquiry and there Stephen got an opportunity again he is preaching the word of God and he Stephen was preaching the word of God in a, in a very strong and bold manner and even those who were hearing in the council if you can turn with me chapter 7 verse 54 when they hear all these things verse 54 says when they heard these things they were cut to the heart and they gnashed at him with their teeth the council was there listening to the word of God from the mouth of Stephen and as Stephen was preaching the word of God what the crowd is doing you know we have seen the crowd at times you know they applaud the preacher by clapping their hands but now here we see a crowd what how the how they are responding to the preacher they are just gnashing their teeth you know they just want to bite him so they are just want to raise against Stephen and but what of God says 55 but he being filled with the Holy Spirit gazed into heavens and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God and we know the story they dragged Stephen out of the city to stone him to death so the moment the early church formed we, we have seen there are 3,000 and 5,000 got added in the early church and the moment the church started growing persecution came into picture 
the early Christian church was a persecuted church. And if you move further into chapter 8, we read about Saul persecuting the churches. In Acts chapter 8, verse 3, as Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. The way Saul was persecuting the church. The moment he finds that it's a Christian church, he will just break open the door and he go into the church, into the, in the moment he founds, finds a house as a Christian house, he breaks open the door and enters into the house and then drag the people out of the house and put them into the prison. You know, that, that's, what, that's, what, that's how Paul, Saul was persecuting the church. And if you continue to read in chapter 9, the book of Acts, we read about Saul. Let's listen to this. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus so that if he found any who were of the way whether men or women he might bring them bound to Jerusalem and verse 3 as he journeyed he came near Damascus and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven and then he fell to the ground and heard the voice saying to him Saul Saul why do you persecute me you know we see the persecution you know taking a shape there and it is spreading out across the land from Jerusalem the Jerusalem being the epicenter the persecution started spreading everywhere persecution of the early church started soon after the apostles started their ministry you know let, let us understand little more about the persecution little, little let's get into little history here there were four major types of persecution the early church was going through one was the religious persecution secondly a social persecution thirdly a political and fourthly an economical persecution the religious persecution of the church of the early church came mainly from the Jewish people you know the Jewish leaders did not accept Jesus Christ as the Messiah whereas the early church it was there only to proclaim Lord Jesus Christ the death and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ you know those who are not believing those who are not willing to follow Jesus Christ the Jewish authority you know they found a great urgency to put or put this church down or the Jesus movement down before that spreads everywhere so they were racing against the early church there is a secondary reason you know for the religious persecution during the early church because you know the, with a great enthusiasm these Christian followers are following were following Jesus Christ after their conversion you know Christianity was treated contagious as it grew like with an you know epidemic proportions in the land where the early church started they suddenly saw only 12 disciples and now just started seeing 3,000 people following those disciples and suddenly they see 5,000 men and women following the disciples and that gave a you know great threat to the Jewish leaders and they started the persecution against the early church secondly social persecution social persecution again came from two different areas you know first of all the fact was that Christianity put 
Jesus as their masters, master. And they were just strictly following the teaching of Lord Jesus Christ. And by the teaching of Lord Jesus Christ, these people, they started finding the master and the slave in one plate. They were not able to differentiate the early church. The kind of respect they were giving for the masters or, the, or to the, the owners or to the business people or to the millionaires into the church was same as the kind of respect, the treatment they were giving it for the slaves. You know, this couldn't be accepted in the society in which the early church was. Secondly, this early church, they started disrespecting the other gods. They said Jesus is the only God. Jesus is the Lord and Savior. There is no other God. That's what the, that was the claim of Christianity. And they said he was the only true God. And he, no, this fact couldn't be accepted in the religious system on that day. So socially this church was considered as an outcast. And they wanted to rise against the church. Thirdly politically. Politically the persecution came upon the early church. Because the Christianity was preaching against idol worship. You know, Christians claimed that Jesus is the only God and they were just you know, saying that they, they, they basically they refused to do any other worship other than worshipping Lord Jesus Christ. You know, in those days, worship of the Caesar was predominant in their culture. And when Christians, the early church was asked to worship Caesar, they said no, they refused to worship you know, Caesar and Augustus. And then you know, that put a great amount of, you know, a great deal of threat upon the government. So politically they were against the people or the leaders they were against the early church. Fourthly economic reasons was one among the four, four reasons of the persecution. You know if you remember earlier in those days, the, the days when the apostles were living or Jesus was living idol worship was predominant. There was a huge business going on you know in terms of making these idols and selling these idols when 3,000, 5,000, 7,000, 10,000 men and women started following Jesus Christ, they, they would just started throwing all the idols they were worshipping until this point of time. You know, there was a great you know, depression in the business of idol you know, uh, merchants. They are not able to sell their idols in the way. So economically they were racing against the churches. And if you remember... You know, when uh, the apostles were ministering, they, they can see everywhere the witch doctors and the magicians sitting on the streets. And people will come there and they, they show their hands or they show their leg or, you know, whatever they show and ask them to tell their future. Right? They do the you know, horoscope and the palmistry and all those things. Then they will also get treated by these witch doctors. And when Peter and the apostles, they started ministering, you know, we, word of God says, these, the demons were there in those witch doctors you know they just started screaming and coming out as these men and women of God were just walking on the streets so because early church was a powerful church God's power was seen miracular king power was seen you know when that happened people stopped going to them and the same witch doctor he was so powerful now he started carrying the Bible and walking behind these apostles and they people those who are sick they go and search for these doctors and they are not there anymore their board is turned upside down saying that they are not available now for you know to do the magic magic or the to do the treatment anymore because they became Jesus followers you know that put a great amount of pressure uh, economically on that system they wanted to persecute the church 
we are studying the early church was a persecuted church the persecution of the early church followed with the persecution or the, the there is a great persecution followed with the little persecution we talked about just now because history takes it further and records it we if we go back to history we will find there were 10 roman emperors the great persecutors came into existence you know from AD 64 started with Nero and AD 310 the great persecution ended with the 10th Roman Emperor Diocletian during this time you know children of God were persecuted severely there are thousands and millions of children of God were killed for the sake of the gospel you know Bible doesn't record the entirety of it but history records many of the historians they record it you know many Christians were burnt alive many Christians were thrown into the boiling oil they were thrown into the Colossians for the hungry beast and if you remember during this period the famous bishop of the Christian church Polycarp you know he served almost when he was in his 90s he was burnt alive in 156 AD there are many more Christians were persecuted the early church was a persecuted church you know as we are studying the early church we can't neglect really the fact there was persecution was so much seen in the early church but today you know we may not want to say that we need persecution we were saying that we Lord we want to become a learning church we want to be a united church but we don't want to tell that we want persecution in our church how many of you want to see that we need persecution today none of us right None of us want to say that we need persecution. We just want to continue in our comfort and we want to minister, you know, with all the safety and security around us, right? So now the way that now the ministers of God were ministering, you know, they just come and there's a huge security, you know, to make sure nothing happens to them, right? We want to be secured always, but early church, such provision was not available. Every minute, every moment, they need to depend on the safety and the security provided by God Almighty. But instead, it is better to understand the effects of the persecution in the early church. You know, do you know that even today the persecution is going on all around the world? There are many restricted, restricted nations where people are persecuted the same way, you know, from the 200 to 380, the persecution is going on. And the same way persecution is going on. You know, if you look into some of the magazines or some of the websites, you know, the Voice of Martyrs and Persecution.com, you know, so many websites we will come to know uh, you know the countries where so much of persecution is going on you know even they published the list I think Ruth was working on the other day on the list of those you know prisoners the pastors and the believers they are in prison for the sake of the gospel there is so much is going on across the land you know sending persecution and not sending persecution Sending revival to a nation, you know, not sending revival to a nation. I believe they are all according to the providential timeline of God Almighty. Church has a role in it, but things happen in according to God's, you know, plan. But we don't understand sometimes. We have questions why those countries people are going through in such a situation. Whereas, you know, we are living in our luxury. Why those countries there is persecution going on? We have so much question. But things happen the way God wants things to happen on this earth. Let's look at some of the things associated with the persecution told by our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus talked about 
the blessing that persecution brings in our lives. If you can turn with me to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, verse 10 to 12. Matthew chapter 5, verses 10 to 12. Here the word of God says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You know, in the midst of all this pain we are talking about, Jesus promised a blessing. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Jesus spoke about this persecution. You know why we are persecuted? Because word of God says they persecuted Jesus. They they didn't leave him. They didn't leave him because he was God. No, they persecuted him. In John chapter 15, verse 20, Jesus said, Ask us to remember something which is very, very important in our lives. John 15, verse 20. Jesus says, A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, the master, they will also persecute you, the servant. You know, persecution is biblical and Jesus has foretold that we will go through the persecution. In Paul writes in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 12, I can read it for you, 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 12 yes and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution you know every one of us go through persecution one way or other you know some of us are going through some kind of persecution whether we know it or not as we choose to serve God Almighty you know because we are Christians You know, we are not given the rights into certain things even in this world. You know, we may have, you know, have to lose certain privileges and we may be mistreated in our workplaces or we may be oppressed maybe by our family members or in our workplaces and in the society because we stand for the Christian values. And I don't know whether we go through it or not. Some of us may be going through it. You know, because we cannot take part in certain things, you know, we need to face some challenges in our lives. You know, God considers all this as persecution we go through in our lives. Now, when the early church went through such a persecution, what was the result of it? There are two, three aspects I just want to talk about today. Church was purified and their faith was strengthened. You know, one blessed thing that happened during the time of persecution, the church was purified and they were strengthened in their faith. You remember the parable of the sower when Jesus spoke? Jesus spoke about four different lands in which the seed fell. 
He said, some of the seed they fell in a stony place. Or some of the seed before that they just fell along the way, the wayside. Some of the seeds they fell on the stony place. Some of the seeds fell among the thorn. And some of the seeds fell among the good ground. And when he talked about the stony ground, he says in Matthew 13.21, Matthew 13.21, the person who is like a stony ground, he receives the word and yet has no root in himself but endures only for a while when the tribulations and trials and persecution arises because of the word immediately he stumbles you know Jesus told about a specific individual a group of individuals they are like the ground of stone when a seed falls on the ground the seed will try to shoot its roots downwards but because it's a stone the root cannot go grow down go down and the plant will try to grow it's a shallow growth on the shallow ground because it has no way to send the roots in deep into the into into the sand and as the wind blows that seed or that plant will get easily thrown out of the place and Jesus was comparing you know people those who are not having our roots strong in Jesus Christ when persecution arises we will forget we will deny Lord Jesus Christ that's what he was comparing the genuine nature of our faith is tested when we go through tribulation in first Peter he records it first Peter 1 7 I can read it for you, 1 Peter 1.7 That the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold That perishes Though it is tested by fire May be found to praise, honor and glory at the revelation of Lord Jesus Christ You know when we go through trials and persecutions and tribulations on this earth We become more and more stronger in our faith you know persecution removes the fake persecution removes the fun-loving Christians persecution removes the shallow Christians from the church you know what would have happened in the early church there were 3,000 and 7,000 people started following Lord Jesus Christ when when persecution took place all these people they came forward thinking that there is plenty of food because there was so much of food in the where the apostles were there are so much miracles so many miracles happening and they all just were you know they just got fascinated by seeing these miracles they all came just for fun just for passing their time and when persecution came just everybody ran off from that place church is purified when persecution comes upon the church you know they stop coming to church now because pers- they find persecution is in the churches if I go to the church my life is not guaranteed why should I take risk you know think of the restricted nations you know only those who can take the risk of their lives they can go to the church even in many nations today they worship underground if the government comes and finds them that they are worshiping underground they can immediately take them and put in the prison prison who do you think whom do you think they'll go to the church they want to be part of the church you know, today we are privileged at times you know we even take things granted because we don't have any opposition to serve God you know today we have seen in the city churches they declare holiday on Sunday morning when there's a snowstorm even we did that right 
we declare snow you know holiday to the church because it's a snowstorm nobody can walk in the road nobody can drive in the road which is not true right we don't want to go to church you know when we don't really feel like getting up from the bed okay i'm just really you know sick and tired today i don't want to get up from the bed i don't want to go to church today we don't want to go to church you know when our child just coughs that's what he did he just coughs and then we say oh my child is sick now i declare holiday to the church i'm not going to the church right when we don't want to call, you know, go to church, my employer calls me in the morning and says that there is an urgent work today, you need to be in the work. Now I don't feel like going to the church. Think about the restricted nation where they need to risk their life in order to get into the church. How do we withstand when such events comes on our way in our lives to the current day churches? We need to think about it. You know, persecution removes every kind of easygoing Christians from the church. Persecution removes every shallow Christians from the church. You know, someone said this story sometime back. There are two youth members of the church they decided to find out who are the two Christians in the congregation. One Sunday morning, when the service is going on, they suddenly appeared in the middle of the church service. It's a huge church, lot of people there. These two youth members of the church, they just suddenly appeared in the middle of the service with masks put on their faces and they covered their body with black cloth and having mission guns in their hand. They appeared in the middle of the church. And they announced, they said, if you renounce or deny your faith in Jesus Christ and walk out of this place, your life is spared. And if you still found inside the church for having your faith in Jesus Christ, you will be killed. The moment they heard this, the massive, the huge church, everyone inside the church, the big or small or the deacon or the board member or the council member, the blind and the lame and the slave and the rich and everybody, they just jump out of the seat wherever they were sitting and they just fled away through the door and through the window. Everybody, within a few seconds, the church is empty except the pastor and the old woman standing there. It's an imaginary story or maybe it would have happened somewhere. But you know that shows when the persecution comes in our church, when it comes on our way, how do we figure in? Where do we stand? You know there is no wonder because we are talking about across the miles we are thinking what is, I mean, we are talking about what is really going on in the churches today. And nothing is guaranteed why it cannot, the same thing cannot come to our churches. Persecution removes the fake. Persecution removes the impure. Persecution removes the sin-loving, the immoral and the hypocritical and the easy-going Christianity from the church. You know, that's what God expects in our lives, to stand, remain truthful and to stand bold for the Lord. It is biblical that early church went through persecution. Do we know God 
can do that even today even though we don't see persecution in churches but the word of God does that work of the persecution in churches because in 2nd Corinthians 11 2 Paul says for I am jealous for you with godly jealousy for I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste or pure virgin to Christ you know that's what the Holy Spirit is working in our life all that the Spirit of God through the Word of God he is trying to purify our lives so that he can present us to son Jesus Christ when we meet him face to face even though we don't see persecution today the Word of God when it comes to our lives you know we see there are people that are funded by listening to the Word of God they say that oh this is too much for me I cannot withstand such a strong doctrine I just want to walk away from this place I don't want to be part of this because it is too much for me the Spirit of God you know put the jealous you know working with such a jealousy in our mind and our heart to present our lives as a pure virgin to son Jesus Christ when he appears as a bridegroom in heaven persecution makes our faith strong in the Lord you know these people one day once they have tasted the persecution you know there is a boldness that comes in their lives they just want to remind stand faithful to the word of God secondly when persecution happened the early church the word of God preached everywhere let's read one scripture Acts 8 4 to 8 Acts chapter 8 4 verses 4 to 8 therefore those who were scattered they went everywhere preaching the word persecution took place in the middle of the whole thing and now they are scattered and they went everywhere preaching the word then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to all of them and the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip hearing and seeing the miracles which he did otherwise there is there was no way of someone getting Philip into Samaria they, he would have sat there in Jerusalem until the end of his life and verse 7 says for unclean spirits crying out with the loud voice came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed you know God separated or scattered the early church to the different parts of the world to preach the gospel and we see Philip finally he went to Asia when he died Matthew he went to Ethiopia to bring bringing that gospel of Lord Jesus Christ Mark went to Alexandria Thomas we know he went to India and Luke went to Greece and Simon he went to Africa and then to Britain all these apostles went to all around the globe preaching the gospel you know Jesus movement started within 20 kilo 20 miles you know our circumference they just started the ministry in in, in those area in you know around Jerusalem and that's where it started and by the time the persecution got over in AD 300 Christianity spread everywhere all around the world can you imagine that how it happened persecution the word of God is spread when persecution comes on the church and Jesus said in Matthew 24 14 and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come 
And we also know the final command, the, the commandment Jesus gave to his disciples. Because he said, go around all the nations and make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. And how this could happen in the early church? Because persecution comes. You know, when we are persecuted, we become more pure in the word of in, in God. And we become more strong in the word of God. And we will relieve for godly. Thirdly, the early church because of the persecution they were awaiting for the coming of the Lord they were awaiting for the coming of the Lord persecution made them made the early church pure and strong persecution made the early church to spread the word of God finally persecution made the early church to wait for the coming of the Lord you know even in the early church and the disciples they were waiting for the coming of the Lord Persecution impacted the church to eagerly long for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, more and more they persecuted. They more and more they cried out to God, Come Lord, come. Come Lord, come. They started crying out to God. Lord, we cannot withstand this persecution. We don't want to live in this world. Lord, you come. You know, today... We don't have even time to think about the coming of the Lord. We think about the coming of the Lord when we listen to such a sermon. Or when we come across such a verse. Oh Lord Jesus is going to come. But that was not the situation in the early church. Because the way they were persecuted. Every moment they were longing for the coming of the Lord. They were able to sell all their properties. And they threw everything. Because they just want to go away from this world. Because the persecution was so severe and so high. They were just praying Lord come and take us away from this world because you know Jesus said he is going to come he is going to come soon even the apostles they declare the coming of the Lord is going to be very soon so they just wanted to just waiting on the Lord to be caught up into heaven every early Christian was longing for the coming of the Lord you know God wants us today think to think about the coming of Lord Jesus Christ he wants to wants us to get ready for his coming because we know the rapture can happen any moment in the mid of the air the absence of persecution doesn't really guarantee us to continue to live in sin in our own lethargic way of doing it doing things god expects us to move forward god wants us to come closer because God wants us to get ready for the coming of the Lord. In the ancient Rome, crowds by the tens of thousands would gather in the Colosseum to watch as the Christians were torn apart by the wild animals. Paul Rader, he's a man of God, he is commenting on his visit to this famous landmark of one such Colosseum and he said I stood uncovered to the heavens above where my Lord sits for whom they gladly died years ago and asked myself he asked himself a question would I could I die for him tonight to get this gospel to the ends of the earth and rather he continued I prayed most fervently in that Roman arena for the spirit of a martyr and for the working of the Holy Spirit in my heart 
as he worked in Paul's heart when he brought him on his handcuffed way to Rome in chains. Those early Christians, he says, lived on the threshold of heaven within a heartbeat of home, no possessions to hold them back. Lord, give me the spirit of a martyr. That was his prayer as he visited the blessed land and standing in one of the Colossians, which is broken now, and he was just looking into the high sky and praying to God, the heavenly almighty. And he was just praying this prayer. Lord, give me the spirit of the martyr. The early church was a persecuted church. As a result, the church was purified. They were strengthened in their faith. Word of God spread everywhere. Many more children, many more people became true Christians and true believers. And people are drawn no more closer to the coming of the Lord. Everyone was prepared for the coming of the Lord. May the Lord revive our church as we study about the early church. As we understand that the early church was a persecuted church. May the Lord give us the kind of spirit as Paul Rader was praying. Lord, give me the spirit of the martyr so that I may be able to withstand in times of trouble.